Sportsypreneur is a content platform, a collaborative team, and a marketing brand that is all about showcasing leaders and difference makers in and around the world of sports. While we create our own content, we also create content with you. This includes collaborative content and exclusive content for your brand. Think podcasts, blogs, social media, and overall content strategy. Our sports content marketing team is specifically niche for those in the sports industry. That includes sports businesses, athletes, managers, coaches, trainers, entrepreneurs, and business leaders in the sports market. The bottom line is we want to help with your sports-related brand, your content marketing, and your story. Connect with us on Instagram at sportsepreneur or find us online at sportsepreneur.com. Sportsepreneur, the content platform where sports and entrepreneurship collide. Welcome to Sports Matters, a sportsepreneur podcast bringing you real stories and content from the world of sports and entrepreneurship. Because as we say, sports matters. In this episode, SE writer Kimberly Bates and myself, John Priori, have an introspective conversation around content creation in sports and specifically baseball adapting to the new age. As you'll hear, Kimberly is coming to us live from the coffee shop, which happens to be her happy place. So we wouldn't want to hear her anywhere else. With that said, we hope you enjoy this episode of Sports Matters. Hey guys, so I'm here with Kimberly Bates. This is John Priori from Sportsypreneur. You guys have heard me and seen me on the SE platform for a while now. And it's very cool that we have a new face in here and a new voice, frankly. So we wanted to hop on this podcast because frankly, for myself, I've been struggling to create content. And I'm the first one with our marketing clients to say, hey, just get out there and talk. Get out there and write. Get out there and tell your story. And it's been a struggle for myself to do that. So Kim and I were talking and we were like, let's just talk, have a conversation, hop on a podcast, and now we're doing it. So this will be exciting. We're coming at it from the view of, hey, if you're struggling to write, which I have been, I have like a massive writer's block, there's other ways to tell your story. So we're here having a conversation and you guys are now listening to the final version of it, of just get out there and go, get out there and create, get out there and tell these stories. So that's what we're doing. So with that said, I want to introduce Kim. She has been with us for about a month now. And she's been really doing a very, I will use the word interesting and intriguing way of storytelling and going about the sports and writing and journalism game a bit differently. And that's what we like here. You know, we like having these deep conversations, as you guys know, like we're not just talking about this final score on the thing or the standings or anything like that. Like we want to get deep and real, and Kimberly does a great job of it. So with that said, we're gonna have a little conversation. But here's Kimberly to say hello. Hey guys, what's up? I'm so happy to be working with you guys. I will say it kind of caught me off guard. I met Eric kind of casually in a LinkedIn sports networking thing when I still had a full-time job and was just trying to connect with people for the future. And we chatted and I think we both had the same mindset of where sports and life intersect and the kind of things that we want to talk about and the kind of conversations that we both agreed need to be had within either the sports community, the athleisure community, the business community, anything. I think whether we acknowledge it or not, sports are a huge part of our culture. They intersect with our personal lives, our business lives, our everyday life that we don't even think about. So yeah, I am excited to be here kind of just giving a different perspective on things that people don't really think about all the time. Yeah. No, you said you know that you and Eric met in this 
LinkedIn group <laughs> and all that. So I find that really interesting because we're telling people all the time, just show up. You don't know what's going to happen. Like I know right now you're sitting in a coffee shop at a table. You don't know who's <laughs> going to walk through that door. Right. And that's so why I, I love working from a coffee shop too. Like you don't know the conversations you can have, where it's going to take you. And now you're here working with us from a conversation that broke out in that group. So I think that goes a long way about just one, showing up and then two, taking it to the next level. And when really connecting with someone with the same values, the same mindset and all that on, especially sports and content creation, because you're creating like crazy right now. Like if anyone goes on SC right now, they're going to see all these articles and most of them are from you right now. (laughs) So what got you going? So I know my first article that I read from you was the one about the Kansas City Royal. Uh Really just like that sparked in my head. Eric sent it to me. I read it and I was like, this is an SE style article of you're not just talking about this player. You're not just talking about ever. You're talking about the impact it's had on your life. And now you're writing about sports all the time and you're frankly just telling your story. So what gets you really like in the mindset and thinking about, I don't want to just talk about the score. This means a lot more to me. Is it natural? Is it like your brain tends to go there? Like you're watching a game. You're like, well, there's more to it than just the score. There's more to it than just a no hitter, whatever that might be. Does your brain just naturally go there or do you, have you worked on it or? Yeah, I am just such a curious person and I've always been, I used to be really, really shy when I was younger. That's surprising. (laughs) I know. I know. Like you think about it now and I mean, I can walk up to anybody and start a conversation with them. I can make friends with a tree. And I think it helped growing up with a mom who was also a journalist and watching her talk to strangers all the time. But I always want to know people. I want to know what makes people tick and what makes people who they are and how they got to where they are. And when I was younger, I mean, it's no secret. I'm a huge Royals girl. And it started from the day I was born. My dad grew up a Kansas City fan. And I would spend my summers at Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City. And kids identify with their favorite players just because they had like one good hit or they had like the game winning shot and you're like, Oh, I love that player. Now he's my Mm -hmm. favorite. And I would just want to know like what my favorite players, like favorite color was. I would want to know where they were from. I would want to know everything about them because I already knew that they were a baseball player. I already knew that they were a football player, but I wanted to know more. And I was a tomboy growing up, but I didn't really embrace the fact that I could tell these stories until I was a sophomore in college. I was actually majoring in environmental planning and I wanted to be an urban planner. And I had grown up thinking that women don't belong in sports and they are only there for like for show. They don't really have a purpose in sports. And finally, I kind of just had a revelation with myself and I was like, no, I'm going to make this happen. Like I'm going to, I don't care if it pays me $2 a day. I'm going to do this. Like I don't care. Because I realized I had a knack for... Like English was always my best subject. English was like writing was always my best subject. I was never... I mean, I was a math and physics and science nerd too, but English was my favorite. And so was history. And the storytelling aspect of history kind of played into my storytelling aspect of sports in a way because I loved learning the history of sports. And when I changed my major my sophomore year of college, after I had completed almost half of my degree requirements for environmental planning, I was like, no, I'm going to switch gears. I'm going to completely change colleges and everything. I joined the student newspaper and actually worked in the TV side of things because I loved TV journalism. I think it's a different kind of art that kind of goes underappreciated. Like 
I mean, media people in general get a lot of crap, but TV especially. And when I started reporting, you on some of the lowest beats. So like you have to start at a really undercovered sport and then to work your way up to Big Ten football. And so I was covering women's field hockey and women's volleyball. And women's field hockey, there are maybe three teams or three players on that team that are actually from the United States. The rest are from all overseas. And I just think that is so incredible because I'm like, I could never move across an ocean thousands and thousands of miles away from my family just to play the sport that I love. But I wanted to get their perspective on it. And so I would talk to them and we had to do like the game recaps. We had to do this and that. But getting to do the features on them was my favorite thing. And which sparked my love of telling these like behind the scenes stories in a journalist perspective. Whereas like I wrote in The New Rookie, I've always been so curious about these athletes and I've been following Whit Merrifield since he played at USC. And since... Well, I watched him in the College World Series when UNC won the, World, won the College World Series in Omaha. And then he got drafted by the Royals. And I was like, I know I need to keep up with this guy. And he played in the minor league system for a while. And his story was just so fascinating to me about, you know, he was in the minors for five years. And then he got called up and then he got called back down. Literally the day he was getting ready to leave to go to Kansas City because they found someone else. And then they won the World Series that year. and would have been part of that, but he didn't. Or he wasn't. And now he's one of the team's best players because he got called up in 2016. And it's just, it's a story I loved following. But once the pandemic hit and I knew my options of jobs were really slim to none, I started doing it on my own and I just started writing. And I was just doing it as like, not even an escape. I just wanted to know things. I was left without anything to do. So I just truly wanted to know things about other people and other athletes and their stories. And because I majored in sports journalism, I was around a lot of athletes in college. So I was friends with a lot of them. And knowing their backstories inspired me even more because I'm like, I could put this on a pedestal. Like I could write this and give it to an audience because I think other people really need to learn this. There's a track runner in that goes to Iowa and he's from this, like the really hard parts of Indiana. And he said he would train himself to run as fast as he could because in case he was like in danger from gang affiliations, he could get away fast enough. And then running for the schools gave him an escape to where he wasn't getting mixed up in things that... Keeping him safe, getting mixed up in things that he shouldn't be getting mixed up in. And now he's one of the school's best track runners. Like those stories of that capacity just like hit me hard. So to answer your question in a long form, yes, it comes very naturally to me. (laughs) No, I get it. And that's important because telling these stories is really, I mean, it's a good fit because Eric and myself and Shane and everyone here, we love the deep stories. You see it, right? You see all these guys on the field. You see Witt on the field. You see whoever. And you're like, wow, it's great. He's a baseball player. I have a great life or they have all this going on, but that's all you know them as. You know them as a left fielder for the Royals or whatever. You don't see underneath it. You don't see the past. You don't see all that. So I love it. So we've talked to... I remember I was... It was around the same time the Royals were beating the Mets in the World Series. And so they had this player, Ty Kelly, for the Mets. And he was a utility player. And I would watch him play all over the field. Anywhere they needed him that night, he would play. He's actually like... He was the last Met to get a hit in the World Series. All these different things, right? But 
he played every position that season at one point. Like, I mean, that's not a great stat because it means the Mets were probably getting smoked one night and he had to <laughs> pitch, but he played every single position at one point. He came on our podcast and we were talking. And I was like, what is the toll that must take? Like, you have these players who are playing just first base or every normal position and you're being asked to do anything. So he got deep on that or like Harvey Hargrove, he's most people, like he never made it out of the minor leagues. So he talked about how he played maybe almost 10 seasons in the minors and just how hard that is. So just getting deep and then you get even deeper into these stories about where they're from in their past and their first baseball glove and they're having to share it with two of their brothers or they don't have cleats so they're playing in barefoot. Like these stories are so intriguing and they should be told. And what's cool about these days is people have a platform to talk about them and it's being encouraged to say, hey, it's okay. You're more than just a left fielder. You're more than just a baseball player. Like talk about yourself. And that's where the media is even like wanting to see a switch to. And that's what we're doing right now too, is let's keep talking to athletes and let's hear more about you. Like talk to me about you as a person, as well as your playing days and how they relate and all these things. Like it's important. And you see that too. And and I think it's very cool that you're helping tell these stories. Well, thank you. Yeah. I mean, anybody can go to ESPN and find a stat on their favorite athlete or Right. And that stuff's needed. Like you, you need it. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I feel like I can't have a favorite athlete unless I know it like more about them. And again, maybe it's just because I am the most curious person I've ever met and just am always asking questions and never not talking about something. And I mean, maybe that affects it. I don't know. I don't know what makes me the way I am, but I want to know what makes other people the way they are. And I think that baseball in particular, I was most intrigued by it because of you have the NFL and you have the NBA and diehard fans will know everybody that's on that bench, whether they start, whether they are put in for two minutes of a game, whatever. But baseball is unique in the fact that you have your 40 man roster, you have your reserves. And then there's a whole 150 other guys that are affiliated with this team in the minor league system that nobody knows a thing about. And some of them don't speak English because they're here from the Dominican or Cuba or Puerto Rico. And like you said, they didn't have cleats. They made their own gloves to fulfill their dream of coming overseas to play American baseball. And even if it's a 5% chance of making it into the big leagues, it is worth it to them. And I think that is fascinating. And so that's kind of why I wanted to... Well, if these athletes didn't have the platform that they had or the following that they had because they're playing for little farm leagues in the Midwest, then I want to be that platform for them. Because I think Trevor Bauer showed us all that as long as you market yourself well on social media and really tell your own story, you can quite literally get the best deal that you can get out of yourself and like actually make your own happiness because I mean I don't know who wouldn't be happy with his deal that he's got with LA but yeah no and now like that goes into a whole fan base right like Trevor Bauer has people who love him and people who absolutely hate him but everyone knows who he coming is coming from a Mets fan <laughs> yeah. I did want him I'm not gonna lie but it's fine yeah but people know about him because he was marketing himself so hard the past few years and he was one of the first to do it so that goes to like all this talk about how if you're an athlete, nothing's stopping you from creating content, talking about your story. He even gets as deep into analytics and all these different things that are going into changing the game. But I think that's what we can see going forward of 
more athletes are going to start to do this, it essentially makes them more valuable of an athlete to the team. Like, oh, absolutely. You're a marketing department for the team, right? Like, Even if it's just wearing their last name on a jersey, like yeah. that's a jersey that they're buying for that team. Right. Boom. And I'm going to go to a game because I like Trevor Bauer. If, exactly. If I love Trevor Bauer, I'm going to show up whether I like the team or not. Even if you don't like Trevor Bauer, I think going to watch him pitch would be incredible. Like, yeah. If I got to watch him do a one-eyed pitch... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I would die. I think... Yeah. I don't know. I mean, and he gives content marketing mm. a whole other meaning because I mean, he's combining these YouTube influencers that have been around since I was at least in seventh grade. Yeah. And he's combining vlogging mm. with sports. And that, like, I don't know about you, but I've never seen an athlete walk around with a GoPro before. Mm. Even the mic'd ups <laughs> is like still pretty yeah. new in the last five to six years. So like with him literally recording himself being interviewed by other people recording him, I think is the greatest and funniest thing that you can see mm -hmm. an athlete do. And it's, yeah. I honestly think that that like he can give credit to his agent and all and everything all he wants, but I think he really made the best deal for himself by himself. Yeah. I mean, in my opinion, it was needed for the game of baseball because when I talked to a lot of my friends, like they don't watch baseball or there's, it's the most boring sport or whatever. Like you hear that all the time. And he's essentially making it fun, like not himself. Like he's not the only one doing it, but people like Trevor Bauer are making the sport fun. And my hope is that the higher ups at, in the MLB see that. And they're obviously seeing because they're starting to mic up more players. They're thinking about different rule changes to make the game more fun and more watchable. So I think we'll see a nice shift, which is kind of needed for if they're looking to grab a lot of the younger fan base. I'm still going to watch baseball and enjoy it. But they're changing based around what Trevor Bauer is doing and what the opportunities are out there. So it's very neat. I think segueing off of your younger fan base, he's also been one of the first ones to speak out about the MLB's blackout restrictions because his company and his brand has outright called out Rob Manfred and the rest of the MLB saying like, if you want to grow this sport that so desperately needs fans right now, then you need to give the option to fans to watch the games. And he makes a great point. I mean, I don't know anybody that owns a regular cable subscription anymore. I mean, I probably pay the same amount that I would in a cable subscription yeah. and all of my streaming services. But I would much rather have MLB TV, ESPN+, Plus, Netflix, Hulu, Disney+, Plus, everything. I'd rather have that than just direct TV or whatever it is. And so I think that also... like, I'm not to make this a Trevor Bauer fan club podcast, but I think he really strikes nerves in the best way possible. Because he speaks out about that. I mean, he says he's not going to get the COVID-19 vaccine. He's like, it's my body. I don't think I need a vaccine. The MLB just pulled his baseballs because yeah, yeah. they found a sticky substance on there. And he spoke out on Twitter about that. And he was like, I want you to go through all the other pitchers' bags and see what else they have. Because I guarantee you, I'm not the only one. And so he's feisty. He cannot be quiet. And, that, like, and I think that's the best thing baseball has right now. But then you have the MLB finding people or finding players for celebrating and taunting other players when, I don't know about you, but I think sports were a lot more fun to watch when you could chirp and you could taunt players. And you, I mean, I don't want benches clearing and I don't want there to be brawls on the field, but like I want Castellanos to flex over the catcher at home base or the pitcher at home base. I want him to do that. I want him to celebrate. I don't want him to be fined and be sat out for games. Yeah. I love it. I mean, it makes it so much more exciting. And you have even some of the 
like the feisty guys, vets who have been in for years. Like I was just watching a clip from spring training of Yadier Molina. And it was like a very rookie, maybe it was, or I forgot who he played for, but he was a pinch runner and he was clearly going to steal. And so Yachty like tells the pitcher to throw back to first twice. And then he himself throws it down to first. And the guy was like, he was clapping him off. And Yachty literally says to him, steal second base, go ahead. And he throws him out. He's still second base and he throws him out. And there he's chirping the whole way back to the line. But they're like, they're joking around at the same time and they're having fun with it. Those clips like make it, really fun. And like when you have someone who's older, even like Yachty or Molina will probably retire soon, but he's like trying to have fun with the game, bring all this life into it. I think it's important because they're seeing it as well. It's the same with every sport. Like you talk to a football player, they want to celebrate when they score a touchdown. Like it's fun. You don't get to score touchdowns all the time. You never know when it's going to be your last touchdown. They want to celebrate, like have fun with the game. So yeah, it goes a long way. And that's it. And I think we'll continue. So one thing is we're going to continue to talk about these things. And as athletes are having fun with the game and getting deep into these stories, I think you're bringing this, this good perspective of talking about it, even in a different way. If we're talking about athletes and their stories, it's not just going to be, Hey, you played well last night. Great job. Let's talk about it. Like, no, let's get deep with it. So what do you see on the horizon of like some of this stuff that you're going to be covering? Is it like, do you want to talk to more players? Are you getting into the meat of, hey, let's dissect who you are and where you came from. Like, what drives you, I guess, in the conversations that you're looking to have? And then where do you see it going from here? Man, that's a loaded question. I I don't know. I mean, I just want to have conversations. And if things get brought up, things get brought up. If they tell me they don't want to talk about it, perfect. On to the next topic. Mm. I want to interview players and I want to interview coaches and front office staff and marching band members, everybody that makes sport what it is, and just learn about the lives of them and why they do what they do. I don't know. I think there are so many stories to be told that I don't have enough time for, nobody has enough time for, but the ones that I do have time for, I want to tell them. And so whether it's you and me talking on this platform, dissecting new MLB rules or the drama and the antics of the NBA or the NCAA exploiting athletes, whatever it is, we could talk about it that way. Like we could have an athlete or a coach or whoever on this with us and really pick their brain. And I mean, without breaching (laughs) conflict of interests, like really get their perspective on things, whether they're collegiate, professional, former, whatever they are. I think there's so much to dive into and it's almost overwhelming how much there is to explore and to progress with. No, it is. And I think it's very cool from my perspective of seeing how passionate you are about telling these stories. (laughs) And then also how important you realize it is to talk about these topics that are especially are on your brain that you want to get out there anyways. And you see this platform of doing it. So yeah, we'll continue to do that. I will continue to talk and create content like I talked to everyone else about. And now we'll actually be doing it. So (laughs) that's good. So you're bringing that into my life. So that's nice. We'll wrap it up for this one, but we're just going to keep talking, keep sharing these stories that one, should be told, and two, we'll have fun with, and keep pushing from there. Heck yeah, let's do this. One of my favorite things about our Sportsypreneur content platform is the opportunity to chat with amazing people in and around the world of sports. We hope you enjoyed the conversation. If you want to connect more, hit us up on Instagram at Sportsypreneur. 
Thank you for listening to this CadSource production, the Sports Epreneur Podcast, the podcast where sports and entrepreneurship collide. Thank you.